0: us it's Lori and Julia it is Tuesday I believe the 14th of November and um we've been talking non-stop since 12 noon in the double wide and I'm wondering if there are even any more words to say we've got three more hours Lorraine what, what do you mean <laughs> I mean, there's always stuff to talk about. The nonstop commentary today was very funny, I thought. And especially (laughs) when, Grant, we showed Lori the video that Brittany and I um, (laughs) made last week going through Donna's purse where I was Steve... I put tangerines in my shirt. That was funny. That was very funny. And spraying perfume. And um, we didn't even make it through to the last item in the purse. When you come in and say it's your purse, (laughs) it's Mm -hmm. on my talk, this video we're talking about. It's on Lori and Julia, too, Mm -hmm. on
1: our Instas. And you're like, this is too long for me. (laughs) It was too long. That needed to be snipped by uh, at least... Thirty seconds. It
0: was it was just so funny. I mean like, I can't. But yeah. how about Glenn Powell? He's yeah. giving us so much love today. But you know who gave us love last night and has been, and we've been talking about it for a, a lot lately, is the Barbara Streisand memoir. And Barbara Streisand in person,
1: you heard the interview with Howard Stern. I mean, you know, it's been interesting because she has only she I don't know when the last time she did a television interview with anybody, whatever things she might've promoted. There might've been a few when she put out that album, you know, here and there, but she doesn't sit down and do interviews. Like she just doesn't show up and do those things, even though she's active on social media <laughs> yes, and, you know, she's politically active and all of that. And, and, uh, but she, we just don't see her be, be, herself and you know just be like the i don't know like you're in conversation with her so totally. the fact that she sat down with CBS Sunday morning i missed that interview it was very good who was it with?
0: King. she went to her house in okay yep in malibu yep Gail King went, and then we just had Stephen
1: Colbert go. Did she have the same Malibu hair that she had with Stephen Colbert? That's Malibu Barbara. (laughs) That's what you call the marine haze is in the hair, and it's just pointless to try and flat iron your hair. Parted down the middle, long, kind of to her shoulders. And it gets fuzzy in the marine layer. I have the same problem with my hair. This is how my hair looked in Mexico last week. Uh, it was so fuzzy. I looked like a like a dandelion. Poof. Poof. It was so. I recognize a, a it. A Poof. Yeah. The Golden Bachelor's had it at the Santa Monica Pier. They had marine haze hair.
0: And so, basically, <laughs> if you have any wave in your hair, it's going to come back with a vengeance.
2: If you're, right you're by in humid the water, weather. if Humidity. you're on the
1: water, yeah. there's a mix of that thing, and it makes this. Oh, it's let's just call it what it is. Moisture in the air, which is mm-hmm. deadly for hairdos. But wonderful for your light. skin. Ah, uh, Yeah, I know. And but, your nose. I know, but it is bad for your hair. So anyway, Barbara... If you have
0: that hair, mine just goes flat. Yeah, so, well,
1: but it's the same yeah, thing. Same it thing. messes with your hair. Can't believe it. So anyway, well, she did Howard Cern, I think, last Friday. I think she did. And uh she looked like Barbara... Streisand goes to New York. She had little granny glasses on to kind of match his little granny glasses <laughs> that he wears. Wait,
0: Barbara, <laughs>
1: you know the look. Barbara Streisand goes to New York. You know <laughs> <laughs> But that's what she looks like. She's sort of in a suit, yeah, Tinted. and she's got the little granny Burn. glass. Oh my gosh, that's like the <laughs> they best <are>. description. <laughs> they are. Here's Barbara
0: Streisand going to New York. Look. Yeah, not to be confused with Malibu, ten years out of style look
1: <laughs> that we saw her in. And Stephen Colbert, yeah. love her. So <laughs> anyway, she and you know Howard. Uh, As far as I know, she's never sat down with Howard. Ever. Ever. And so he, uh, at least, you know, I didn't see the whole thing in entirety, but he acknowledges that the Judy Garland, Barbara Streisand, that that whole TV thing was, you know, did an iconic piece of television history. and I think it's like in the what is it 60 early 60s yeah. mids maybe yes. whatever but so that's what they're talking about because she of course is with judy garland in this tv special
3: judy garland mm-hmm. has to be one of the greatest singers of all time right in your opinion
1: if not the greatest
2: she was kind and truthful supportive and she still grasped my hand when we were singing together She was holding on to me, and I saw she needed support. I mean, we became close friends.
3: When she met you, do you think she was threatened by you at all? She
2: was real. You know, she made a joke out of it. She says, Barbara, I hate you. You know what I'm saying? In other words, I was thrilled to be singing with her. Um, Intimidated at all? I thought she sang so brilliantly, that show. Yeah, much better than me.
3: When you were on TV and she's singing Get Happy, you're doing Happy Days Are Here right. Again, do you know in that moment, I am now creating one of the classic, all-time greatest moments in television history. Do you? Do, are you aware oh, of it? Do, I you think, don't think I that? was,
2: I, I, maybe a little, but I mean, Marty said, you know, that was just classic. I mean, and I mean, I thought what a great idea the two of us singing together but you know it's just great
0: so basically Lori this special was in 1963 and CBS yeah. had hired um, Judy Garland to be a talk show host and instead of letting her sing they made her sit down and have tea with people do a lot of hokey sketches yeah. do a lot of things and um at the time, Barbara Streisand was just kind of coming. Um, her star she was just starting to She just went to, to a shine. nightclub and yes. opened
1: her mouth and became a star. Yes.
0: And agents, um, Bergelman and Freddie Fields of CMA, handled Judy Garland. And they wanted Barbara Streisand as a client. And they'd call her all the time. And she says, fine, if you get me, okay, if you get the Judy show, you've got Barbara. So she wanted to be on that as well. Yeah. And that's that's a
1: long, that's. And that is an iconic... Years ago. I mean, that scene or just the, those two songs, Happy Days Are Here Again yeah. and the other one, what is it? Um, happy I, Days Are... And then no, she's Happy singing Days the and then they
0: sing... Um,
1: they're singing two different yeah. songs at the same time, but that was just in some show. I think it was... Were they singing... Yes. Yeah, two, I the, two have that on songs. my, yeah, my, yeah. It's my playlist. It's scene, yes. right? Anyway, I thought that uh, you would... Enjoy hearing her reminisce about that. She was paid um,
0: $7,500 at the time to appear on the show. Yeah. And Streisand also received her first Emmy nomination for her guest spot on
1: that show. Yeah. Wow. 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 Okay. Well, here (laughs) she is talking about. um, I don't know if we have time to get to it. Yeah, we can play this. Okay. This is where she talks about. They've kind of been talking about her career, but I believe this is where she talks about a lesson she learned uh, about making movies. And it might have been with the movie What's Up, Doc, and how she lost
3: quite a bit of money. You have like a billion dollars at this point. Yeah, sure. I wish.
2: But I see why you wouldn't. I wish to have it to give it away.
3: When you would make movie deals, you had 10% of the money. For What's Up, Doc, oh, the movie What's God, Up, Doc. Oh, stupid. Yes. You participate in the profits. Yeah. You go to an early screening. People aren't laughing at the film. You say to yourself, this movie's going to tank. I better get my money up front. You gave away 10% of the gross.
2: It went to 15% after break-even. <laughs> it yeah. was worse than that, Howard. Yes. I actually gave it up because... My business manager said, you, you need the cash. You have no money, you know. <laughs> oh and so I sold out for $2 million. And I remember Peter Bogdanovich saying, what are you crazy? Him and Ryan kept their percentage. And they probably made, they made a fortune. I didn't. I had to wow. go and sing, you know, to,
1: to do that. Wow. I had to go and sing to do that. Because one test audience that she went to, they weren't laughing. Right. And her business, you know, whoever it was. I just thought that was an interesting story. So you'll get to that. But she doesn't make that mistake, I'm sure, again. So whenever What's Up Doc was filmed. That, That...
0: That's a very funny movie. Very. Very funny. Okay, well, we don't have And it was a very popular hit. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And her comedic timing is brilliant. She's so good. 72
4: was when... What what year? 72. 72. 72. Yeah, what's up, Doc?
0: All right, we are going to take a quick break, and um, I guess...
1: Malibu Streisand. (laughs) Uh-huh. Malibu Streisand is up Colbert. (laughs) We'll be right back. Lori and Julia here with Ann Tressler of Tressler Law, dishing about divorce. Ann, do you need a reason to file for a divorce? In the state of Minnesota, you don't need a reason. Minnesota is referred to as a no-fault divorce state. So again, real simple, you don't need a reason. There's language we have in our state statute that says an irretrievable breakdown of the marriage relationship. We simply put that in your initial paperwork. So back in the day, people had to have a reason and the judge would decide whether or not they would grant the divorce. So whether it was abandonment or adultery or something like that, those things don't matter anymore. But what about cheating? You know, the reality is the courts don't care. It doesn't matter. It has no bearing under our laws. And in fact, sometimes people think they're going to get something out of it because the other side cheated, and that's just not the case. Not having to deal with this in an already very difficult divorce process actually makes the whole thing much easier and a little more streamlined. For a free one-hour divorce consultation, go to TresslerLaw.com or use my tag, keyword, Divorce. The Streisand album I ever bought. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and the only one I don't have. Really? I have this song, but I don't have I stony I love
1: Edge. this song, and I, if this was like right after The Way We Were or something. I mean, you know, or maybe uh, the other one, Stars The Born. main event, or Stars Born was she, 78. Yeah, she just was like, you know...
0: Babs, so the book came out. Yeah. She's doing a publicity very limited,
1: very limited. So far, just CBS Not Sunday a, Morning, yeah. and then Howard Stern, and then Colbert last yeah. night, which he flew to her.
0: He flew to her, and and his, he brought his wife, and he was so charming with her. So they're sitting there in Malibu with Malibu hair, yes, Malibu, Malibu Barbara, hair, yes, Barbara.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and she, you know, and I, we just wondered.
1: About what she was wearing.
3: <laughs> it was like something
1: out of I couldn't I'm like, why are it was, you wearing a long skirt and then sort of a blazer? An ankle boot <laughs> and some kind of a blazer. It, it was cold. It was gray. It you was know drab. her. She has very skinny legs. My, That's fine, my I dare about any of that. I just I, I was so just, she's such a vibrant, amazing woman. I did not appreciate the drabness. Donna of, Karen is no longer dressing her. Remember, no. Donna Karen
0: dressed her all in the 90s it and was early rare. 2000s? It was close to like that flat Elaine flannel. Fisher. Flat flam, yeah. whatever yeah. that is. <laughs> Whatever, with muted colors and not a bold red. No, and then she didn't have any blush on or anything. Well, anyway, she's still,
1: she's just what comes out, and she's so... She's so lovely. I feel terrible being so shallow. We are shallow. Mm
0: -hmm. We are shallow, but note to self, when you're going to be on TV, go with the blush.
1: Well, okay, I got (laughs) a theory about it. I think that she's got longtime stylists that have been with her forever, and no one sees well or has a steady hand anymore. (laughs) No, it's true. Yeah.
0: You but know, you're she loyal did, to but your glam. No, I'm going to even be and honest. Maybe she about does it herself. She does. She did all of her own makeup because okay. no one could do it as good as her. They well, took too much back, time. That's
1: way back in the day. Now she's I'm having. sure she had a
0: little prep for it to be
1: on national television. Yeah, she did. But, you know, she's too controlling and she doesn't listen to her hairdresser who says a pop of color, love. And he's just sick of saying it to her.
0: Of she is. I'm she is. telling
1: her yeah. he's a pop of color. A pop of color. I always tell the women I i am a blush snob. She t- You've I, said this to me for uh, years, Julia. More blush. You are a blush snob. <laughs> I want to I see you just in high cheek form. And I'm an eyebrow snob. Yes. 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 Yes, and so ever, whoever did her eyebrows did not have a steady hand. (laughs) (laughs) I did notice.
0: Okay, this is so wild that you said that because I did notice because these are very up close. But
1: One of them was just... No, it's because she loves her makeup people and stuff, but, you know, they're young compared to her. They're 65, (laughs) 70, but (laughs) still... The eyesight for people. Oh my God. Anyway, but she did have great chemistry and it was sweet. They were so cute together. Well, and let's should we play the one more? because he does acknowledge the, the fact that he is one of a limited, and I don't know if this is her last. Interview Interview that we're going to see here, but limited uh,
4: interviews, so here's her... As someone who has been in the public eye for so long, been asked about their life for so long... Right, right, right. Were were there things that you were hesitant to talk about, things that
3: you didn't want to
2: visit? Definitely hesitant. You have to understand, I stopped giving interviews to the press because they got so much wrong. I did an interview and... The man had two tape recorders and he asked me, you know, what do you think about Hello Dolly? And I said, well, I've never really it's not one of my favorite films. And you know what was printed in that periodical? He wrote instead of writing I didn't like Hello Dolly, he wrote funny I didn't like Funny Girl. Funny Girl? I love Funny Girl.
0: Funny girl. But hello, Dolly. Now, she filmed that with Walter. But I mean, imagine how
1: pissed you'd be about that. That's
0: a huge error. And she cited another one, which is a huge one, too. And it's like, why
1: aren't we listening here? Or why? You're taping this. Like, Are you kidding me? You're going to just twist it to like sell more. She just called it a publication. She didn't name it. Maybe she does in her book. I don't know. I'm not
0: there. Yeah. I'm getting through
1: her. Are you enjoying Barbara telling you the you know, story? You know, first of all, does you she start at the beginning? Very okay. Very. <laughs> In <laughs> <intro>. In
0: um, <laughs> and there's, and you know, she brought something up last night that still affects her. And what I what I think is interesting is here's this woman that you think she can act, she can sing, she's funny, she's done well with her career, her love life has been amazing, and she's still the reason she got into acting her dad died when she was 15 months old and it's kind of like a like maybe heart maybe an an error too in the hospital Mm -hmm. what they how they treated him um but it was such a huge hole and her mother did not give her love. Her mother just, she has a brother that's older, you know, mm-hmm. there's a big age gap and her mom just remarried. Didn't, didn't she
1: remarry later, a man? Yes. And, 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 yeah. And she wasn't warm and fuzzy. She, wasn't she was warm, a tough mom. She was a
0: tough mom. And they grew up in like kind of projects in Brooklyn mm-hmm. and she was a tough mom. And, yeah. but, but to the point, Tough moms can be good too, but
1: no loving, no feelings
0: of love. And she said, I've
1: I've known a mean mom here and there in my life. I have, you have, I have. Yeah. I've seen people be mean moms. Oh, be mean moms. Yeah. Yeah. Without with sometimes people are just like when they're in pain, they're like so careless with children's feelings. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and because I don't know why, but right. maybe but they are and it's usually because the, you know, that person is in pain. Is in pain.
0: Well the thing about it is and then she had this whole she feels like if she would had yeah. a father, her grandfather so she showed her. She goes her into
1: detail about detail this. about wow. this. And
0: she brought it up last night and he's like, Why the acting? She goes, I just wanted to act like other people who would be happy or would be this or would be that I didn't have to focus. I was extremely insecure.
1: Yeah. So she could act. Yeah. And, and so
0: I, I thought that was interesting, mm-hmm. but but she lost her father when she was 15 months old and how that is still such a hole. I think it's just when you don't have love and a good foundation as a child, it really messes you up. Yeah. Not that she's messed up, but we've seen it with other people, but I thought that was a, she shares a lot about this.
1: Yeah, Yeah. And the yeah. book to
0: me is long winded, <laughs> um, I you know, and usually when I'm in the middle of a memoir or a, a novel, listening to it, I get but this excited. Is joy- to it. And
1: an exceptionally long this is, long it, this is an
0: encyclopedia. This is, but I love it, and I just need to tap in and tap
1: out. I'm okay. not driven to hurry up, get in my car like the Britney book because it was so really short this and it was really just digest- over a period of time where mm-hmm. Barbara has. My God, a legendary career
0: to encapsulate. Exactly. And that she doesn't, she's very proud of not giving us a table of contents about what some of the chapters are going to focus on. Meaning you can't skip ahead. Mm -hmm. You can't do anything in the 48 Mm -hmm. hours. I'm down to maybe 47 and 32 minutes.
1: All right. I mean, I'm
0: not, I like it. It's soothing, but I don't find the rush Mm -hmm. that I need. To hear it, which bums me out a little bit, but it's okay. Yeah. But I'm listening to her nonstop, so I'm giving her support in the
1: other way. Are you speeding it up so no. she sounds like that character in her <laughs> run movie? No. no, I can't.
0: I can't speed it up because I, I like her voice, yeah. but it's just it's going to take
1: me time. Yeah. Which. Well, if she's starting at the beginning and writing her story that way, and then maybe she's got a thing where. She has
0: a cute thing, Lori, real quick, yeah. about Warren Beatty. And she became friends with this family that lived by her and she kind of, they were kind of her surrogate parents and they were in the acting field and they acted, she acted with her daughter and some stuff and she really just globbed onto to acting and she, Barbara? Um, yeah, she did. And they they were going for the summer to like, let's say Newport beach to do. Um, Shakespeare, mm-hmm. and so one of the young actors, she was just a nanny for them. One of the actors was Warren Beatty, oh my God. and she would feed him his lines. How old are these two? Same the age? Young. Kind of she, young Warren's like... older. He's like twenty one, maybe. Okay. She's like seventeen. Oh my gosh! I and just and she it. said he was so beautiful and, and gorgeous and dreamy. And doesn't remember making a pass at her, But, you know, she said that was a fun... But she will have all these nuggets of stories. It's just getting there.
1: She probably slept with Warren Beatty. I kind of remember. I guess I did. Then there that's you go. That's what she... W- that's what you're going to be told. That's what Barbara. I'm going to be told. Yes. Maybe, more, de- maybe more detail.
0: I don't know. Okay. We, um, we have something exciting. An exciting something that made you be thrilled about reading happening. Oh, yeah. It's happening next. This is Lori and Julia on My Talk. Hey, gang. Lori and Julia here for Herman Flooring Solutions. The big clear of the warehouse sale is happening right now. Rush, rush, rush to get to their St. Paul location on Rice Street or the New Hope location on Bass Road and 169 to take advantage of these never-before prices. They have um, almost... Half of their hard surface inventories up to eighty percent, but just at those two locations. The other two are brand new; they don't have right, anything. They have the inventory, right? And many are priced. I mean, I've got beautiful pictures of all this luxury wide plate um, vinyl flooring that you, it's you can get at like a dollar per square foot. Look for the yellow price tags. Beautiful, different washes. They have onset designers. On site or on set, we were talking about movies that can help you pick the right product that will fit your needs and you can get the new flooring by the holidays. I mean, it's gorgeous. HammerNix, we love them. HammerNix.com for more information on locations and the Clear the Warehouse sale. We are absolutely delighted to have Lee Matthew Goldberg with us. This is another edition of the Lori and Julia Book Club. And when you came back from Mexico, you told us yesterday that this was one of the most fabulous, delighting, interesting books. The great Gimmelmans. Gimmelmans. Or the Gimmelmans, their cousins. Um, Lee Matthew Goldberg, hello and welcome to our show.
4: Hi, thanks so much for having me. Absolutely.
1: Oy vey, I just gotta say, <laughs> Lee, honestly, I. Yeah. I... Um, I both Julia and I. I mean, the dark comedy of this story really took me by surprise. And mm-hmm. I think when people read it, it was just a one minute you're laughing, you're crying, and you've got these '80s sure. references. So I'll let you give people the setup, but I have to just say it was just a ride through life that I enjoyed so much.
4: Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. I really appreciate that. Um, yeah, it's a dark comedy. It's basically about a family in the 1980s. They lose all their money in the stock market. And the only thing that's not repossessed is the family's gas guzzling RV. (laughs) And they start robbing banks out of it because like, why not? You know. And at first it's a little convenience store here and there. And then as, Greed kind of kicks in. They start hitting up bigger and bigger banks, and it brings the family closer together, but also tears them apart.
1: Yeah, I mean, and and the whole way that you, you know, tell the story, that the story starts out with basically, you know, this guy, this older guy, you were kid, we're going to go on a cross-country yes. trip, and we're going to listen to the audio tape of my first book that was huge mm-hmm. 27 years ago. So even that very beginning setup of the book is so in, I don't know, I guess I I found it to be a very um, intoxicating part of the storytelling.
4: Sure. It was actually a last minute ad. It originally wasn't, yeah, it it, it wasn't going to be a part of it. And then the book was reading a little too young adult and my agent, we were pitching it to an adult market and it was just a conversation like, let's have them start in the present as an adult and retell the story. And I think it wound up working for the better, Um, uh, especially with the ending and kind of bringing everything full circle. But yeah, that was, it it was the last minute thing that was added.
1: Yeah. And I really, you know, I mean, I I mean, I was on team, the kids, but I mean, I was like, I loved Aaron. Aaron is a, a completely, Amazing character and the whole
4: thank you.
1: Yeah, the whole way that you did the story. And even I mean, I have also we have to thank you. You know, I really brushed up on um Yiddish. Yiddish words I'd <laughs> forgotten and also <laughs> forgotten how to spell. And then all kinds of new ones that I was very grateful for. <laughs>
4: Yeah, I mean, I I I'm Jewish, and I remembered some of those words from like my grandma when I was little. Yeah. Um, but I found a really good site online that had like a list of about a hundred of them, and I utilized that. So that was adding ones other than the ones I remembered from from growing up. And then my mom gave like a last edit, like after my editors got it back, and she went through just to make sure the the Yiddish words. We're correct. Correct so, right, how
1: you're right. using, and even the whole setting of that innocent period of time, which <clears throat> Brittany mm-hmm. briefly mentions, you know, in her book. But Debbie Gibson mm-hmm. and Tiffany, you know, oh, the yeah. mall tours, and oh, so the time period of when the Great Gimelmans is set. Those, you know, couple of you know that period of time, eighty seven, and I mean, mm-hmm. that is so. Uh, if you were there, it's a great reference, and it makes it fun. Even though sometimes a some of the stuff is yeah, emotional, yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. yeah I, I'm basically the same age as Aaron when mm-hmm. from that era, um, so it was an easy time to kind of remember for myself like yeah. what I was doing when I was 11. During that time. And originally the book was supposed to take place in the 30s and it was going to be about the Great Depression. It was oh, be a no. Very, very. Yeah. Very, very sad book. And then this was the book I really wrote over COVID. It was when COVID happened. This is what I wrote. Yeah. Um, and I just didn't want to do sad on top of sad. So yeah. to, to write about the 80s and to listen to 80s music, it really like uplifted me during that time. And I think it worked better for the
1: book. Too. And, and, you know, always at the beginning of any good people robbing for the right reason stories, you know, sure. there is a little part of you that wants them to like stop before anyone gets hurt, you know, be done with it, mm-hmm. lesson learned, don't go out and, you know, whatever. But there's, so there's always a little bit of that anti hero uh, thing that, you know, that you, you're rooting, you're cheering for.
4: Yeah. Yeah, I think you're really cheering for them. I mean, you're always cheering for the kids, but I think you're cheering for them up to a point. And then, you know, the other main character, Barry, the father. Oh, my gosh. Um, he's really the one where greed kind of takes, it's greed and it's power and it's kind of like revenge for what happened to him in the stock market. You know, he, he was a stockbroker and he got everything taken away from him. And this is his kind of way of, you know, taking the reins back um but there's there's sort of a point where I think you lose him and you stop rooting for him, really, because he's selfish and he's really mm-hmm. here for himself. And
1: Lee you, Lee, you know what, Lee, we have to tell you, as mm-hmm. um, as young, we were women in our 20s in 87, we didn't even yeah. realize there was a stock market crash <laughs> because we had nothing to, <laughs> to lose. We had no money to, we lose. We no money to was, lose. We had no money to lose. We laughed yeah, so hard yeah. about it. But I will, say, I, mean, that- I will say that 1987, 88, 89, 90, 91, these were peak cocaine delusional mm-hmm. years for yeah. people. <laughs> It yes. became, oh yeah, really accepted, and it also people it, didn't realize how addictive it truly was, or you know, and whatever happened before you knew it. But there were delusional people, and Barry was so mm-hmm. delusional with cocaine.
4: Barry was delusional, and Aaron gets into it too. Yeah, so it, it it trickles down to the kids as well, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think drugs become sort of something that takes over Barry and the wife as well, Judith. I mean, she's right. probably Good. more plodious like quaaludes, um, but... Um, <laughs> they don't
0: make them anymore. Give them <laughs> out.
4: Yeah, yeah. I mean, but it, it is sort of this drug-fueled fantasy. I mean, even the cover of the book has a very kind of psychedelic aspect. to it. Yes, it does. It. Mm-hmm. it does. Yeah,
1: um,
4: and, and, and so I think, you know, while the characters are to blame, I think their addictions... For, for money, for drugs, for power, for success all of that is really to blame for the wheels falling off the R V as mm. the book kind of continues.
0: It, it's Lori, I haven't finished it yet, so I'm 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 staying yeah. standing oh, back. No
4: spoilers. No. I no,
0: no spoilers here, but I Lori raved so much about this yesterday, Lee, that I, I was, just enjoyed, I I just I so had much. a big list and mm-hmm. so I can't wait. Um I know that Not um sure. You're, you know, you're an author of, I think, 12 different books, and... Um, this is my 14th, yeah. Oh, your wow, 14th. Wow. I hate it when these things aren't updated, um, <laughs> oh, but at least we got your name right. Um, so, yeah, you, you're talking about, you know, your young adult series, Runaway Train, mm-hmm. um, sure. mm-hmm. which is currently um, in development with actress um, Reagan Reward from Young Sheldon. I mean, is that... Yeah, going, yeah.
4: Yeah, so she's attached to the project, and then the strike happens, so we're looking forward, now that both strikes have ended, um, to really start making that happen. I mean, she's the, the best, coolest kid ever. I mean, she really is just fantastic and amazing. We've been working on it for a little over two years, so a lot has gone into the pilot and writing it so far. Um, So fingers crossed, yeah.
1: Yeah, because you've done pilots and screenplays. I mean, I'm looking for you to find the young Quentin Tarantino who's going to take the great Gimmelman's and sell it to, I don't know, whoever you need however much money from, but have it be a 10-part series. I want that, too. Do you want that, too? Okay. Yeah, that,
4: that would be ideal. It's one of my few projects I haven't... Usually, I, I've adapted a lot of my projects into screenplays. I haven't done this one yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've had a little interest. Again, it was sort of before the strike. Sure. Um, but yesterday, I sent it to a really big director who said he would read it. Okay. Oh! I name but this this person I've been in touch with a little bit and he said he will read it. Yeah, so. Lee,
1: if, uh, that he is so has, cool. if he has eyes and a heart
4: mm-hmm. and <laughs> yes. any
1: business yeah, yeah. sense, he will be calling his lawyer the minute he's done reading the book.
4: I I hope so. <laughs> I mean, it really it was an interaction that happened over Twitter where I really just was lauding all of his movies and yeah. just how much a fan I was. And then he just started sending me like words of wisdom here and there, like really sweet, like, Hey, stick with it. And you know, this and that. And then I was just like, Hey, I have a book coming out next week. And he was like, send it along. So we shall see. Okay.
0: That is so cool. And, Mm -hmm. and that's a, that's a great way to have this happen. Um, you, I, we want to read your other books. Um, and I, I just think it was so delightful. I'm so jealous
1: that you finished this book, Laurie. I mean, yeah, intoxicating. And it's, you know, usually uh, like a rare dark comedy. I don't know, is a hard one sometimes to get just the right (laughs) tone (laughs) and story. And you just nailed it. I just love the great Gimmelmans.
4: Thank you. Yeah, I mean, it it was a pleasure to write this one. And I really just love the main character, Aaron, Aaron so much. He basically was like me yeah. <laughs> when I was eleven, <laughs> minus the cocaine, but like sure. everything else is pretty, um, pretty on point. Um, so it, just, it was just a joy to write this one, yeah. and it was a lot of fun, and it it's sad at the end too. So I think it, yes. it you know it makes you laugh, but it also breaks your heart. Yes, um,
1: it does. And
4: yeah, we're we're pitching it as um, Little Miss Sunshine meets the Cohen Brothers.
1: Yeah, oh, that's perfect,
0: perfect. perfectly. All right, we have yeah. to just ask you really quick. We are so out of time. Sure. What is the last great book that you read?
4: I just finished um, Breddy Stinellis' last book, The Shards, yesterday, and it's really, really dark and disturbing, but it's it's a masterpiece. Okay. All right,
0: there you go. All right, thank you. very. It was nice to meet you, and hopefully we'll be chatting with you, you again. Too.
4: Sure, any time.
0: All, all right, we, we may hold you to that. The Great Gimmelman's. Okay. Um, yes. And we've got two copies to give away. Give us a buzz. Thank you, Lee. Bye, Lee.
4: Awesome.
0: Um Six. Thank you so much.
3: Thank absolutely.
0: You. He has good energy. Mm-hmm. 651 641 1071. Oh, if you haven't won a book in a while, give Grant a call and we'll get those out to you later in the week. Um, we'll be right back. Slurry and Julie on my talk. All right, everybody. Lori and Julia here for El Burrito Mercado,
1: authentic Mexican cuisine. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm looking for after having just been in Mexico. Yes. Where am I going to shop that has all the authentic stuff that I just Listen, got at? The, there are your one grocery store in Mexico. Love it. Right. The one-stop tamale shop.
0: Scratch tamales. Heat and. Heat and eat from the deli. Order hot or pick up. They're known for those. People are having parties, Julia, for the Vikings because they've been winning. Mexanize holidays with tasty salsas, dips, jalapeno poppers. Great. Appetizer options for Thanksgiving, That's Christmas, true. New Year's Eve, festivities. Uh, they've got wonderful drinks, hostess gifts, and holiday gifts from their imported gifts. Yeah, the something- mugs, the glassware, the
1: beautiful napkins.
0: Yes, something different. Yes. Um, And they just have it all there. Great, great, great. You will love El Burrito Mercado. Eat in, take out. We love this place. You will, too. All right, Lori, um, I just can't wait to read that book. Oh, The Great You have Gimmermans. got me so excited about it. Would it would
1: be really an epic book. Um- Series because you know, the 80s are the new 70s, yes, they that, are with like some of the TV, yes. things. It's a good point of reference with uh, music and a certain, you know, even um, you know, the fact that it was such a low tech time, oh, you know, yeah. for set dressing and oh, stuff and all of that 100%. Anyway,
0: but an RV, an RV story, I love and the an RV, RV
1: and uh, anyway, the whole way the story uh starts and stuff. It's just it was a, a rollicking dark comedy. And I usually uh, that's like not, not my That's thing. not your thing. No, I know but not you, really is no. been your thing. No, I mean, no it we isn't don't read that many no. of them. It's not But Jess Laurie you said did a blurb for this Our- oh. Jess Laurie, absolutely, she loved it. It yeah. made her laugh and made her cry. I felt the same way. Right. You know, and I do love the 80s. We do, we do love the story. You know, I started
0: watching last night, Jeff and I did, um, this documentary on Netflix that you're going to want to know about, but you probably already know this name because I bet she was profiled and this case Vanity was Fair. profiled in Vanity Fair, Fair was, uh, back one? in the day. Um, Lillian <laughs> Battencourt. Oh, um, if you know her, I'll die. You make me sick.
1: Uh, Is she the L'Oreal? Yes. Uh, heiress. Yes.
0: So there's a four part documentary on Netflix and it is the story of the richest woman in the world until her demise in 2017. Mm -hmm. She, her dad created L'Oreal cosmetics And she was owns
1: many things, everything. Mm -hmm. And she
0: was born. She was from a very wealthy family. And the documentary is about the story that happened. She married an older man, mm-hmm.
1: and who was um, she has had several stories in vantage. Yes, there. I'm her sure life and her story, but it's all very fuzzy. It's very funny. Lillian
0: Bettencourt. Yes, Lillian yeah. and mm-hmm. Andre Bettencourt was her husband that passed away in 2007. Much older. They only had one child. Mm-hmm. It's said that he maybe. Didn't like intimate relationships with women, but they always carried on. Perfectly acceptable Mm -hmm. in the French culture. But she lived this very um, small world life. She Mm -hmm. would go with him and always look great and they do a lot of philanthropic things and things like that. But her life was very boring, very insular until um, her daughter's friend introduces her to this photographer who also... Likes men, you mm-hmm. know, kind of thing. But he and brought offered to take her photos. He took her photos. He took her out. Was she he do- took her to art fairs. He okay, was he funny. He was her walker. He was her walker. But Juana brought yeah, yeah, her all fun, this fun, 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 with. fun. They traveled together. She always paid, of course, wonderful, whatever. But over the course of the period of this relationship, she had given him a billion dollars.
1: Oh, he was tapping her, tapping her, there.
0: but, but she had here and there. That's here, quite
1: a bit. It really, a <laughs> it really
0: is. And to the point wow. of, and they kind of, the story, you know, shows this beautiful place in that they grew up And I thought you would love it. Cause you see Paris and all yeah, of yeah, this, yeah, Laurie yeah. and where they live, you would know all these right, places. Right. And I thought you'd love it, but I, we really enjoyed it. It just got too late. Cause we're like, let's watch the next one kind of thing. But it's, the story, what happens when her daughter, who had a very cold relationship with her mother, um, it's she's like, what is going on there? And the staff is all kind of, what is going on here? And literally the butler put recording cassettes in every time she talked to her financial planner and um, the guy, the photographer, and he recorded her for years. And the daughter decided to release these tapes. And so it was what happens oh. from there. And it's it's really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um,
1: it's called The Billionaire, The Butler, yeah. and The Boyfriend. It was a scandal. It was Beyond a big scandal, and the the fact that uh, the L'Oreal, like the the money machine that is L'Oreal, uh, you know, is like so huge because it's sold worldwide, worldwide,
0: <laughs> and also you know, Sarkozy. Um, Nicholas Sarkozy yeah. is somehow entwining this because oh, he was the prime Lord. minister of France, wow, wow, wow. and it's a it's it's juicy in what you it's think French aristocrats, right? Yes, like there's a family. There's also some. It's just good, yeah. and what happens in these recordings that the daughter releases mm-hmm. is they find out mm, maybe there's some money we didn't pay taxes on, right. and the daughter inadvertently released them because she was so, yeah, yeah. It's good.
1: So you already know about it a little bit. Well, a little bit about her and about the the con. I mm-hmm. didn't realize the con was, or I hadn't remembered that that it was that much money. But
0: it was over a it, long period, like ten a, years, I yeah, think, yeah, or yeah, eight years, maybe, or yeah. five years. It was a lot of money, and he
1: and they probably in his mind he was worth every penny. Yes, in <laughs> you he, know, he justified it or whatever. But that is a, a billion dollars. I how is that even possible? It it's it's juicy, yeah. it's juicy, and then we have to tell you one more thing
0: that Grant and I watched. What's oh. it called, Grant?
4: Uh, Quiz Lady over on Hulu. It's got Aquafina, Aquafina. and uh, Sandra, Sandra O. o. And I've been S- wondering. It's so good, so good, Is it's so it? good. Isn't Sandra O. Oh just, just fantastic? It's
0: so good, Laurie. Will Ferrell. It's comedy. A, yes, yeah. Comedy.
4: With, yeah, a it little, is. with a little bit of heart and a little bit yep. of you know the well. daughter,
0: the girl's mom put the got some gambling debt and they had to figure out how to pay it off. Oh, that
4: story, yes.
0: But Paul Rubens is it's the last movie that oh. he was in, and the people in the movie thought he was who? Ellen Cummings. Ellen
4: Cummings. It's a it's, very funny story. It's and this the basis Aquafina is a quiz show nut, and so yeah. she wants to get on Quiz Lady or the Quiz Show to try mm. to save her mom. Very funny. It's, Will Farrow's in it.
0: Sweet, Sandra yeah.
4: O is fantastic.
0: It's so good.
4: Hulu. That's a little yeah. recommend. Yeah. God, I'm yeah. that's My the partner.
2: one thing I don't I get.